The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable, you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. To the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority, and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, episode number, oh, I think it is 392. Could it be the 392nd convening of the Stats Overbeat Cypher? You know how we do it. And we got everybody coming up into the chat room as usual. We got a big show for you as always. All right, here's what we're going to get into, okay? First of all, I got to tell you right now, right now before the line changes anymore, there are games, preseason games about to kick off, okay? And I'm trying to tell you because this Jacksonville-Philadelphia game, all right, it started at 39 points as a total. I was telling y'all to take the under. It has moved to 35 and a half. I just checked. It is 34 and a half. I'm telling y'all right now, I like the under on this one, and let me explain why if you can still get it in, all right? First of all, the Jacksonville defense is going to play the entire first half, they say, all right? And also, Philly You know it ain't Carson Wentz. You know it ain't Nate Sudfeld, okay? So who do we think is going to be playing quarterback for a long time, right? It's going to be Cody Kessler and then Thorson. And on the Jacksonville side, you saw what Minishaw and Lee did last week, right, when the Ravens shut them out. I'm just saying, I know it is coming on soon, but personally, I want to let y'all know I'm leaning under. Hopefully, they don't score 40 points in like the first quarter when I'm still on air with you guys, okay? So, I got to get that out right now, all right? We're going to have a good old show as always, and I got a poll question up that I want to let you guys know about. The question is, who should the Cowboys prioritize in their contract talks? Right. We have been talking about this over the last week or two, the idea of the elite running back versus a what I'll call a mid-level quarterback. Right. Um, And what is actually more 
on the open market. And so we got that poll question up. We'll talk a little bit about Dallas because there's conflicting reports on if Dak actually wanted $40 million or not. We'll talk about that, right? Then I will update the news, the notes, all that stuff. I'll tell you what I'm looking for in these week two preseason games so you can have your eyes towards the right things to make sure that you can learn in the preseason, that you mine for some nuggets in the preseason and are ready to, you know, use that knowledge to help you. Say it with me, Strong Style, win your leagues and win that cash. So we're going to get into that for sure. Then, on the early week edition of Freestyle, we talked about the running back tiers, right? I told you who I liked, my diamonds and fugazis, in kind of in the early rounds, right? As an RB1, as an RB2. Today, we are going to talk about when the draft is won, and that is getting those Tier 3 and Tier 4 running backs. I will talk about in those tiers who I like, who's a diamond in the rough, and who is a fugazi for you guys to forget about at that level of your draft, okay? So we'll get you guys ready to go on the running back situation. And then, as always, people, we will put the fun in functional sports content here with the Stats Over Beat Cypher. I got a lot of stuff to talk to y'all about. I don't know if y'all saw, but A-Rod got robbed. All right, so we'll talk about that. I want to continue the, um, I guess, the conspiracy theories. What I call the app traps. So we'll talk about that. And then, of course, as things go along today, I think the Jets game is going to kick off in about 20 minutes. We will, uh, you know, we'll check in on that as well. Okay, so that's how we're going to go. I got the chat room open. As always, we randomized the draft order. We're good to go on that. I'll preview another draft that I'm going to be in, another expert draft that I'm going to be in on Sunday some of you may know about this. It's called the GST League, the Greenwich Street Tavern. A lot of us are in it. I'll be in it with guys like Adam Ronis. I'll be in it with guys like the closer, Chris Ventra, the BFFs, and some other experts from, you know, this entire community and some fans as well, I believe. We're doing that on uh, Sunday morning. That's the only problem, though. It's, it's like Sunday morning at like 11 a.m. I'm going to have to be drafting. So that means I got to leave my house at like 10 a.m. Sunday. So, uh... I got to manage myself on Saturday night. I guess that's what it means so that I can be ready to go. Um, I got all the people here. We got uh, Mendo Bruce in the squad in the middle of the draft. Oh, oh, you're in DWG drafting with Giants, Mendo. That's what's up. That is the um, Andy Singleton creation, sort of like Scott Fish, but like a mini Scott Fish drafting with Giants. I'm up in there as well, brother man. Um, so big shout out to everybody, of course. Snorkel Ops, Jilly Dilly, Ronda Warmy, Strong Style, and the crew. Oh, Christine Wilson as well. Yo, Sports Guru represent. That's the homegirl right there as well. So we're going to put in the phone number, 844-843-6879. Later on in the show, we will open up the phone lines as well, okay? Hit me in the YouTube chat. Hit me on the phone lines. Hit me on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, where you can answer the poll. When we come back, I'm going to talk to you. And Christine Wilson, I know you like this, which Dallas Cowboys should be prioritized, right? And also, I'm going to tell you why uh, that Dallas... uh, that Dallas Rams game that's happening on uh, in Hawaii, I'm going to tell you why that's a game I'm going to be betting on as well to try to make a couple of extra shekels here in the preseason. I will give you my week two leans. I'll tell you what to look for. We'll update things like everything from Trent Williams to Jadavion Clowney to Kenyon Drake. We will talk about all of it and what it means for fantasy drafts this week. You know, that's what we do 
We'll uh, we'll check in on the cipher as well. Dilly dilly to everybody. If you want to holler at the spitting statistician, Danny will put it in the chat room. We got a big time fantasy freestyle episode 392. You heard? Dilly dilly, come on back. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. Gregory Castillo in the chat room asking if KC is going to be a committee. That's because Ben is saying Hyde might be on the roster bubble in KC. I like Carlos Hyde. I'm going to tell you something. I do not believe Damian Williams is a three-down back. I do not believe Damian Williams is a workhorse who should be drafted as a first-round RB1. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times, and now you see the KC coaching staff starting to warm to the idea of a committee instead of assuming that, uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden, Damian Williams is some kind of bell cow or some kind of workhorse. By the way, Cody Kessler with a nice little scramble there, already getting into the other side of the territory, uh, Jacksonville territory. So maybe Cody Kessler is about to put it in my eye. We shall see. I got a question here also from someone in the chat room, Free69, who I may know, is asking me, what round am I taking Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell is still a first-round pick, people. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is a mid-first-round pick, in my opinion, okay? You got the top four, and I even understand if you don't want to consider Zeke there anymore, right? So we, we go Saquon, we go Zeke, we go CMC, McCaffrey, we go Kamara. After that, I really believe the next four, and you could debate the order, I believe the next four include David Johnson, James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, and Joe Mixon. Remember, I'm taking Zeke Elliott, and I'm taking Melvin Gordon out of this for now. So I, I, I think... You know, I think these guys are first-round picks, Free. Uh, So there you have it. Um, There you go. All right, let's get on into it. Updates since we last spoke here, since the last convening of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Let me tell you something, people. Kenyon Drake is in a walking boot, all right? And I think this is interesting. Ah, there's the Jacksonville Jaguars forcing me a little turnover, potentially. Yeah, keeping it on that under level. I like that. Listen, Kenyon Drake is in a walking boot. But here's the thing. Early on, Jilly Dilly checked the notes. I said I kind of uh, keeping my eyes on Kalen Balage as another running back in Miami. They like his worth ethic, and they're trying to build character guys out there. Keep an eye on Kalen Balage. He is something more than a kind of like handcuff in Miami, okay? I think there's a chance that that's going to be a straight-up real deal like split and timeshare, okay? And it doesn't help that Kenyon Drake is banged up. Um, Manny Sanders... In Denver, um, they're letting everyone know, finally, that not only did he have his Achilles um, issue, he also had ankle surgery in the offseason. And, okay, and listen, I've been talking about Deshaun Hamilton for the better part of two months now. Okay, but the news out there is that, hey, Manny Sanders might be ready for week one. Manny Sanders might not be on the pup list, all that. I'm telling you, Manny Sanders is still a 31-year-old wide receiver coming back off an Achilles. I don't care if he's not pup list, okay? And what I do know is that new quarterback Joe Flacco is forming chemistry with Sutton and with Deshaun, not as much 
with Manny Sanders, who can't get in as much work. I maintain, even if Manny Sanders is more healthy or faster along or further along, I maintain I would fade Manny Sanders and LaCortland Sutton and or Deshaun Hamilton instead. Um, Another piece of news here is this idea of the Texans and if they're going to move Jadavion Clowney or not. And listen, it looks like they might. Okay, I've heard buzz on Miami. I've heard buzz on Baltimore. We shall see. But remember, I think they are going to move Clowney. All right, I think he has a better chance of getting traded than Zeke Elliott, than Melvin Gordon. Maybe similar level as Trent Williams. A lot of buzz that they may get traded for each other. That's some kind of like Madden fantasy football kind of thing. I don't know that that'll actually help. But watch that. I don't think that the Texans want to invest as much money in the defensive line position, and they already got a guy named J.J. Watt there. So we knew this already, but I think, um, in essence, that uh, Clowney is going to be moved, and that is going to change the dynamic of the defenses out there. So keep an eye out on that. I'll also tell you, listen, Trent Williams, he ain't coming back, okay? And if Washington's going to not you know, move him, then they're just going to have to eat it. It's that medical mistrust issue, remember, about the tumor he had or whatever. But the thing for me is that this would hurt the development of Dwayne Haskins if they put him in there. And instead of an all-pro left tackle to protect his blind side, it's something else, right? They signed Donald Penn. They have, oh, my God, Eric Flowers, who's nothing more than a traffic cone, if you ask me. All right, so keep an eye out on that. But right now, I'm going to tell you, I think the, the Washington quarterback that's starting week one, it looks like Case Keenum has a little bit of a leg up on McCoy and on Haskins as well. I see that, Pedro. Spark it, Pedro. That's what I'm talking about. Spark it. And then Ben is over here in the chat room saying, uh, load up on Eckler in your drafts. When we get into my running back tiers, you may hear the name Austin Eckler. Anybody that saw me in the pit, uh, pit of Misery staff league saw that I got Austin Eckler. I have Austin Eckler in the flex league of experts as well. And here's the basic thing. Last year, if you drafted James Conner, you probably drafted him in like the 8th, ninth, 10th round or later. And guess what? You got an RB1 out of the deal, right? That won you your league. That is the kind of upside a guy like Austin Eckler has right now. He could, you're going to draft him in what? I've drafted him in rounds like 6 or 7 as my third running back. He has the potential to win people leagues. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Absolutely, I like that Ben is saying that. But here's the thing. The biggest injury now, and I've got to re I got to redecide some things because as you guys know, I love the Indianapolis Colts this year. I love them this year, but uh, this Andrew Luck thing is really bothering me. Um, in the last like week, we've heard, you know, everything from it's a calf to a little bone thing to an ankle thing, and and the fact that they don't know what the hell this is after like three months. This thing happened in April. Okay, that's the thing that. That bothers me, that they haven't ruled out surgery yet. Yet. That bothers me. Okay? And, and, and here's the thing. Uh, you know, we love Mendo Bruce. Mendo Bruce is part of the cypher, obviously. Dilly dilly to Mendo. I know he's watching right now. Mendo hit me up with a tweet. Danny, can we put that tweet up, brother? Let's put that tweet up. All right? If we can do that. Um, and this is what Mendo says. All right? Mendo Bruce says... Let's get that. Danny, it's hard because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm actually staring at a different TV to read that, which is hysterical. Mendo says, they didn't say bone bruise. They said bone thing. Myostis ossificus, whatever that is. Mendo, correct me on my pronunciation, makes all three of these things potentially true. It's a bone that forms at the site and then causes pain, but then will go away on its own. Okay, that's what they are saying. And Mendo, you know, 
the degree that Mendo has. I don't know, but I'll trust you. You could be the official doctor, I guess, of the stats overbeat cipher. So Mendo Bruce says it could be that. Mendo, I love you, bro. But check this out. I needed you at a different time in my life. Because here's what I want to show you, Mendo. I have this exact thing, Mendo, what you're talking about. I have had two ACL surgeries myself, Mendo, and everybody else. And I had some myocystis ossificans, whatever you just said that Andrew Luck might have. Danny, put it up. Put up that picture, brother. Yep, that is my knee, Mendo, Bruce, and everybody else. That is my knee after my ACL surgeries. I have a screw in it. And then you see that little piece? That's floating around over there, Mendo and everybody else. That's my myosis, whatever it is. You can take that off the screen, Danny. And because I don't need everybody seeing my, my damn MRI and x-ray and stuff, you know. But I can tell you, Mendo, when you say they usually go away on their own, mine didn't. Mine just calcified and is there and locked in. Uh, so maybe that happens with Andrew Luck also. I don't know, but the fact that this hasn't been, like, diagnosed and identified yet means they haven't even really started a course of treatment with it, okay? I think Jacoby Brissett is serviceable for a few games, but this is the one that gives me absolute concern because I think the Colts have more to lose than a lot other teams out there, all right? So uh, keep an eye out on those things just to get you updated. I already told you that um, I'm liking this uh, under in this Jacksonville-Philly game. Um, another game that I want to see. It's the one that's going to start in about 10 minutes. In this Jets and Falcons game, let me tell you something. There's two things to look for, okay? One is I want to see what the back end of the Jets secondary looks like. All right, because this is a team that has Tremaine Johnson, but he's banged up and doesn't have much at the other cornerback spot. All right, I know we're not going to see Julio Jones and Matt Ryan for long and stuff like that. But regardless, the Atlanta Falcons have the ability to test the secondary of the Jets. And I want to see what happens there before I roll with the Jets moving on and whether as a defensive stream or whether they're a plus matchup for other people. I got a couple of other games. I want to tell you the other thing I'm looking for in Atlanta, why I'm betting the Rams. Cowboys game, Cincinnati, Washington, Oakland, Arizona. We got a couple of leans on those games, and then we will dive into the running back tiers. And if you want to holler at the spitting statistician, you absolutely can. The number to call is 844-843-6879. If you want to holler at the spitting statistician, come on by, dilly dilly. Yeah, Ernest, that was my knee. I swear to God. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. What you, what you, what you want, what you want. I know what y'all want. Y'all want that insight, that information, that entertainment to help you win your leagues and win that cash. And that's why the Spitting Statistician is convening the Stats Overbeat Cypher for the 392nd time. I also got to let people know that if you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000, go on over to pointsbet.com slash grid. Open a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition, 
to traditional betting. PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. So, for example, if the total for Eagles-Jags today is 34 and you bet the under and it comes in at 20 and you win by 14 points, they will give you 14 times your stake. That is PointsBet.com slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. We got the stats over beat Cypher in here. Jeremy McMahon is already saying that my beer is already almost empty. Bro, it's August. I'm thirsty. I was sweating. What you want from me? Snorkelop says, luck is most likely going to miss week one. And this is the thing. I agree with you at this point, but I'm worried because I don't trust the damn Colts. Okay, we ho- we saw this two years ago. They were like, yeah, he's all right. Oh, yeah, he's throwing mini footballs now. It'll be fine. And then it turns into the whole season all right so this gives me great concern and yes I would bump Andrew Luck down I would bump most of them down I do think T.Y. Hilton is less affected because I think he can perform with uh any quarterback these days and he's had um Jacoby Brissett now for a while okay listen um this Dallas Rams game I know we got uh, Christine Wilson. I know she's a Dallas fan for sure. And here's the way I think this is going to go down, people. First of all, you know we ain't seeing Gurley in golf. McVay already has said this is a guy who last year they didn't even play like their starters in that third preseason game when you're supposed to do the dress rehearsal, okay? So the Rams are not um, you know, bringing their big boys. I even heard today that Gurley may not even make the flight to Hawaii. Okay, remember how I talk about travel stuff, west to east, east to west? Well, if you play a late game going east to west, and now for both of these teams who are training in California, it's going further west to get to Hawaii, right? So I don't like that for both teams. But here's what I think is the key. I don't think the Rams will have their studs. I don't think the Cowboys will have their studs, right? This game also, by the way, the total for this game opened at 43.5. I checked it this morning. It was 41.5. It's all the way down to 40. I like the under on this one, but let me tell you why. I believe that, you know, let's say Austin Eckler and Jackson have incredible games for the Chargers. That means Melvin Gordon loses leverage, right? Let's say Cowboys running back. I don't care who they are. Have a great game. I mean, Zeke might lose a little bit of leverage because it's like Cowboys could be like, oh, we got the next man up. We all right, even though whether or not I agree with that. I actually believe, I actually believe, to be quite honest, that the Cowboys may scheme it up so that they are running the ball more. They may scheme it up to try to make it look like one of their running backs are performing really well to try to gain leverage. I know that's some conspiracy theory nonsense. But I don't think it's off base. You run the ball a lot in preseason anyway. I think they're going to try and specifically scheme to make one of these running backs look really good. And you know what happens when you run the ball a lot? The clock runs a lot. You know what happens when the Rams don't have their studs? They don't score as much. I like the under on this game, and Vegas must like it as well. It's gone from 43.5 to 40. I got it at 43.5. I encourage you to continue to consider it even at 40.5 or at 40. All right? And, And I really believe. Watch it. I really believe the Cowboys may run more purposefully to make it look like their run game is good, to make it look like they are not over a barrel when it comes to the Zeke Elliott um, contract negotiations. And also, I want you guys to consider this when, when we're saying, like, did Dak want $40 million and stuff like that? Don't forget there's no state tax in the state of Texas. 
okay? And I think that's important because, like, listen, in New York, there's, like, 8% tax. You know what 8% is on $30 million? 10% of that is $3 million, right? So 8% of that is, what, $2.5 million or something like that? That's real that you'd be losing in taxes, but not because of Dallas. It's almost like an added bonus that you get, all right? So he needs to consider that. And the other thing is, like, the value of him, Dak Prescott, is being the, not just being a quarterback. It's being the Cowboys quarterback. Think about all those the, the yogurt commercials and the State Farm commercials. If you're just a, a decent mid-level quarterback, which is what I believe Dak is, and you're on, like, the Tennessee Titans, you ain't getting spokesman opportunities, but because you got that star on your helmet – you are. So I think Dak needs to consider his overall, um, you know, revenue potential and not only think about it in terms of just getting 40 from the Dallas Cowboys. But I digress. Another thing I'm looking at for this um, Falcons-Jets game, which is about to kick off, I'm looking at running backs who are not named Devontae Freeman for the Falcons, okay? Because I think there's actually an open job there. I don't know that Ito Smith is guaranteed the, the handcuff to Devontae Freeman. There's other guys, Kenyon Barner, the kid Hill, that have been decent. So I want to see if any of those guys uh, shine a light. Um, another game that I think is really interesting is Cincinnati and Washington. And I like both rookie quarterbacks. That's right. I said both rookie quarterbacks. Ryan Finley, I've told you this before, he had a good first game. I want to see if he continues his progression. They're thinking he might be able to be the QB2 on this team over Driscoll. And if that happens, it even furthers my narrative that he may be able to get starts in for the Red Rifle later on in the season because I do believe it will go left for the Cincinnati Bengals, okay? Keep an eye out on that and what that means for any of your fantasy guys if you think there may be a quarterback change throughout um the season for your team. All right, um, let's get into these running backs, okay? We talked about tiers one and two on the Monday show. If you want to um, catch up on that, you can always get the podcast on Audio Boom wherever you get your podcast. You can always get the YouTube stream on YouTube for the uh, previous episodes. I put it on my Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, and I put it up on my Patreon for my Patreon subscribers early so they can get access to it. Um, you know, and remember, with Patreon, I guarantee responses to your fantasy questions within 24 hours. I can't do that for everybody on Twitter, but if you use the hashtag StatsOverBeats, I will try. All right, in the third tier, there are three guys that I really like that I kind of am hoping become my flex running back, my RB3. Here are the three guys I like. Somebody said one already. It's Austin Eckler. I'm telling you, I think he is this year's James Conner. I like Austin Eckler. Justin Bruni saying real hype around Finley. I agree, Justin. I'm telling you, the Bengals, when they're like three and nine, they're going to have to try to figure out what they have in Finley. I'm telling you. And that new coach, Zach Taylor, you know, he wants to work with his guy. Keep an eye on that, Justin. I, I appreciate that you like that. Yeah, peace to the red rifle. We'll see what happens there. But in any event, um, about to roll some RB breakdowns. Yeah, for sure, Lance Davis. Okay, I love Eckler. Okay, absolutely love Eckler. I think he is this year's James Conner. I think Eckler has the ability to win people their league this year. And to be quite honest, another reason I like him is because when he was even in there with Melvin Gordon last year, he was one of the rare handcuffs that kind of had like standalone value. There were weeks, even when Melvin Gordon was there, that you could start Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler would still be a viable flex. I am getting shares of Austin Eckler left, right, and center, okay? And I'm not talking about a dice game. I think Austin Eckler um, is definitely viable in the flex. I've gotten him even in the sixth round, okay? I don't think that's too early to get him because there he's, in essence, maybe like an, your third running back, potentially, and I love him. Another guy I'm growing on more and more in this level 
I like Tevin Coleman, guys, at this level. The Jarek McKinnon injury thing still being up in the air helps because instead of a committee of three backs of Coleman, Breida, and McKinnon, this McKinnon thing looks like he's fallen by the wayside a little bit. I'm a little worried about him. I don't think he's got to work his way back. Remember, he had ACL surgery last year. All right. I think also the Niners went out and spent money on Tevin Coleman. Follow the money to implement the system that he knows well from being with Shanahan in Atlanta. I think Brita is the two. I think Tevin Coleman could be a top 25 running back this year. Remember, he was like the second best running back off the, on the free agent market. I like Tevin Coleman. I think he is going way too late. I can see him creeping into back end RB2 territory if you want to know the God's honest truth. And here's the other guy that I like at this level. The rookie, but it's not the rookie you think. Y'all are thinking I might say a rookie for the Chicago Bears. No, I'm saying a rookie for the team that I'm watching with the ball right now, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles, and it is Miles Sanders, and that's who just had the ball, I do believe. Um, I think this, listen, you got Jordan Howard there, but Jordan Howard is the plotting in between the tackles back. This Peterson offense, similar to the Nagy offense in Chicago, they're going to want to throw the ball. I think Miles Sanders may not be great in the first month, but don't get scurred, okay? I like Miles Sanders, and I think he's got some good elusiveness. He broke a tackle once every six and a half tackles in college. That's good. He even had more yards uh, last year at Penn State than Saquon Barkley ever did, okay? So I would fade Howard. I think Sanders is the fit for this, especially in PPR formats. At this level, we've talked about it. I don't like Kenyon Drake. I've been higher on... Um, I've been higher on Kalen Balazs than most. I don't like Kenyon Drake. And the other one is David Montgomery. I, a lot of people love Montgomery. He's going to be a hot rookie. A lot of people like him. I don't like the team. I don't like the running back room. Remember, they signed Mike Davis as well. There's Tariq Cohen there as well. I think that, honestly, Montgomery is going to play something of like that Jordan Howard role in that offense last year. And give me the PPR side of a backfield on almost any way, shape, or form. The only exception may be I'd rather Derrick Henry over Deion Lewis. You know what I mean? But I like the uh, PPR side of a timeshare. That's why I like Sanders, and that's why I don't like David Montgomery as much. There's some guys in that level. I would target Eckler and Coleman and maybe Sanders. And then here's some, here's some uh, later even on than that, some flyers guys that I like. Listen, guys. I know he didn't have a great rookie season. He was a lot of buzz, and it was a different rookie on that team. But give me shares of Royce Freeman this year, okay? I don't believe in Philip Lindsay to repeat his, you know, uh, storybook rookie year. He had the injury. He also has Theo Riddick. I know Riddick is out six to eight weeks, but Riddick will compromise that PPR value. Royce Freeman's role stays continuous, okay? So I really like that. I've talked about Balage. I like Carlos Hyde. We've talked about that. Don't sleep on TJ Yeldon as the PPR side of that timeshare in Buffalo. Remember, I think Shady McCoy is going to be gone. Frank Gore is just an old guy. They drafted the kid Singletary. Watch Yeldon in PPR formats as well. We put the fun and functional sports content when we come back on the other side of the break. Dilly dilly. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Welcome back. 
Fantasy Freestyle, episode 392 here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician, stable genius, and vocal minority, convening the stats over beats, cypher, dilly dilly. Too bad there ain't nothing left in my cup. We got some questions in the chat room that I do want to address from what we're talking about. Justin Bruni says he likes the idea of grabbing Eckler and Jackson back to back. Um, you know, that's interesting. I don't know if I would do that. Um, because I think Jackson might be a little too deep. I talked about grabbing things like Moncrief and James Washington, grabbing Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Geronimo Allison. I don't know if I'd do the same thing at the running back level, but that is an interesting idea. Some chat conversation about Carson and Penny in Seattle. I think this is going to be a, like a two-thirds share to Carson. Um, they're talking about they want to get Carson some more targets. I think that Penny is going to come in and be kind of a viable change of pace, but I think Carson is a bad Back-end RB2, a very high flex play, something like running back somewhere between 20 and 25, in my opinion. We got an update. Dr. Andrews telling us that Keenan Allen maybe has a mild ankle injury. He's got bad luck, that guy, right? But he's got freak accidents like spleens, you know, things of that nature for Keenan Allen. But we hope he's all right and it's nothing major. And then Robert Bishop has a question for me about the tight end position. Who am I high on? And listen, this week we did running back tiers. Next week is wide receivers. The following week we will do tight ends. But listen, the top three, obviously, are Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle. I am personally not winding up with any shares of them because I don't want to pay the premium price for them. I'm not drafting my tight end in the first four rounds, at least this year. I'm not. Okay, so I'm not winding up with them. That next tier, and that's why I do these things in tiers, I find myself winding up with a lot of those guys, okay? And for me, that tier is like, you know, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, um, you know, Jared Cook is in that tier. O.J. Howard is in that tier. Those are the four that I think are solidly in that tier. For me, right after that, you know, it gets a little bit less, like the Vance McDonald's, the David and Joku's of the world, the, you know, after that. I'm winding up with that middle tier. I'm getting that middle tier. I'm getting a, a, a Hunter Henry. I'm getting an Evan Ingram. I'm getting a Jared Cook. I'm getting those guys in rounds five, six, and seven, and I really like winding up with Jared Cook in round seven. Okay? If not, then I target um, Vance McDonald, and I can get that a little bit later on. Someone in the chat room, Dexter Rojas, big shout-out to Dexter Rojas, says um, Mark Andrews as well. That's a guy I would target. Dexter, speaking of which, big shout-out to him. He asked me about Ronald Jones, Rojo. Um He's not someone I'm drafting early. He's not someone I'm, I'm even drafting as a flex play. He's someone I'm looking at at my, like, RB4 level, okay? And I could see that happening in, like, the eighth round as well. I do think that by the end of the season, he'll be the starting running back. Peyton Barber is just a guy. Um, but... I'm getting uh, plenty of other guys before Ronald Jones. I don't think he really breaks out per se. And remember, Bruce Arians, they are a pass-happy offense over there. But I do like him. I do like Ronald Jones a little bit more than most. I think they have restored his confidence. And, uh, you know, I think he'll have a better second year. He didn't really do much last year at all. Um, All right. Uh, do me a favor, Danny. I want to once again show love to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Nobody loves their fans and their listeners more than the spitting statistician. And I was, I was humbled to see, Danny, if you want to put up the tweet, I got a, a new follower, and that was cool. Or, like, I followed someone. You want to put up that, that screenshot? There you go. Danny, this is a big shout-out to the Fantasy Football Kai and said that they appreciate me following them. 
clearly a fan of the Cypher, saying you and the Cypher have been the key to winning that league in cash. Uh, you can take it down. So I just want to give a shout-out there to the Fantasy Football Kai um, and everybody out there that's part of the Stats Over Beat Cypher. It's getting exciting, people. You know what I mean? We got more people in the chat room than usual. Back to, like, season football. People are drafting. We can check the previous episodes. I've done divisional previews, positional previews, as we get Lamar Jackson coming on in here with a little bit of uh, Baltimore action here. Let's see. I'm going to tell you right now, Lamar Jackson, he's not holding it and running it in the preseason. If you're playing defense against the Ravens in the preseason, like, go for the running back. Lamar ain't keeping it. Same thing with Kyler Murray that's about to start, right? Uh, he, Kyler Murray ain't running the preseason, okay? So go for the running back. Like right now, I'm watching it. Lamar Jackson's about to do a read option. Up, oh, and he gave the ball away. You don't have to worry about the quarterback in the preseason, but I digress. All right, so Dexter Rojas, that's my answer. And then next week, we'll talk wide receivers. Following week, we will talk tight ends so that you guys are all ready. Um... Justin Bruni says he tweeted some mid-round running backs my way this morning. You did? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, maybe I have to check it. You know, I, I do a lot of things. I got another job, bro. I got to check them. That's why. Do it on Patreon. I'll guarantee the response. Hashtags, that's over beats. I guarantee the response, all that stuff. And Dexter, you're right. I've been talking about Robbie Anderson. I mentioned Robbie Anderson on Monday's edition, okay, that he's going to be doing more than just being the one-trick pony of a deep threat this year. I like Robbie Anderson as a wide receiver three. I believe he's somewhere between 25 and 30, in my opinion, um, as a wide receiver three this year in fantasy. I like him at that level. I like him, for example, above a guy like, say, Allen Robinson for Ig. Example. All right. Uh, as you know, though, we put the fun and functional sports content. We're going to open up the phone lines also. If you want to holler at the spitting statistician and be on air instead of just having me read off it, you know, on a tweet or a chat, holler at me. The number to call is 844-843-6879. But, Danny, I got to bring you in for this. Danny, did you see that Alex Rodriguez of the New York Yankees was calling a game for ESPN? I think it was in San Francisco. And, uh, Danny... Do you ever leave any valuables in your car, Danny? Uh, not often. Not often, right? Because you don't want someone breaking into your car. Like, if I got my book bag and I leave it, I, don't, I put it in the trunk. You know, I'm not leaving, like, a laptop on a seat or anything like that. Right, Danny? Right. Okay. Danny, Alex Rodriguez had uh, his car broken into in the parking lot, or his rental car. Uh, they stole a laptop. They stole a digital camera, and they stole some jewelry. Danny, the retail value of what was stolen from the car, Danny, was $500,000. Now I ask you, Danny, if you had something worth half a mil, would you leave it on the damn car seat? No. At this point, like like I was telling you when you were talking to me about this story. Yeah. I, I, this is his own fault. Like, you got something that valuable, just bring it in with you. I'm sure there was plenty of space to leave it inside. You would think so, right? Oh, and by the way, my man Ty Montgomery just got in for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I think Ty Montgomery is sneaky, by the way, people, because he's going to be used as a running back, as a receiver. If you want to fade Le'Veon Bell's health, he is the number two for the New York Jets, and Adam Gaze is going to figure out ways to use him. He just hit a little counter play to score for the Jets as they go up uh, six nothing at least. They'll see if they put on the extra point there afterwards. Um, but in any event, yeah, Danny. I mean, so would you say he's like asking for it? I I don't know if he's asking for it, but it's more that he's just 
he did it to himself. Like so Mendo guess, Bruce is saying that this is a serious epidemic in San Francisco that break-ins are happening, and that may be true. Is a break-in an epidemic though? It's just a like it happens everywhere. Listen, like, that leave, may be true. Don't leave stuff. But, but you brought it upon yourself on some level exactly. when you're putting half a million dollars. Like what? You forget J-Lo's birthday or something and leave it? Like why don't you just take? Why do you have this in a rental car, eh, Rod? You're better than that. You know what I'm saying? So like. Maybe common sense just ain't common. And, like, my mom taught me well in the Bronx, you know, because growing up, someone might break into the car. So, you know, we knew. Like, I got the detachable faceplate so they don't think I got my radio and stuff like that growing up back, you know. But what do we do about this? I mean, I don't even leave, like, like I have the adapter for, like, Bluetooth so I can, yeah. I can stream my, my stuff off of my yeah. phone. I don't even leave that in, like... I know, right? I put that in the console. And That's what I'm it. saying. So it's like first world problems, but it came back to bite him. Remember, we had that story about Le'Veon Bell had the women that he was with, uh, you know, took him in his apartment also. So you never know. We got Taiwan Johnson in the chat room saying, would I still take Allen? Like, now, listen, this injury is really new. I do not have all the details. I don't know how bad it is. But until I hear something that this is like a long injury. Listen, sometimes people have ankle injuries, even if it's like two to three weeks. He's still playing week one then. We're three weeks still away from week one, so I am not concerned yet. I would draft Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen is a second-round pick right now. I believe he is a second-round kind of wide receiver. Call him to me wide receiver. He is between wide receiver like 10 and 14 for me. I, I think he's a amazing wide receiver too, and he's a solid back-end wide receiver one. And, yes, at, until I hear otherwise, I still would take Keenan Allen. Um, who's got better lettuce, Robbie Anderson or Will Fuller? You know I'm going to lean to the Jet one on that. Also, I'm looking at this Bengals game right now, Cincinnati and Washington. I told you I was watching these quarterbacks, the rookie quarterbacks. Someone asked me about Tyler Boyd. Um, and someone in the chat room was on some like, oh, without A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd's going to just get all the targets. And that may be true. But I need to make the point that that is, could be also an overly simplistic view of it. Okay, because yes, Tyler Boyd without A.J. Green will probably get more targets in the same way that people think Juju will get more targets because Antonio Brown isn't there, right? In the same way that if you're like, oh, if Adam Thielen gets hurt, Stephon Diggs gets more targets, right? I understand that. But guess what? That's only half of the story. That's the part that makes it look good. You're right, Justin Bruni. You know what else then Tyler Boyd gets? As the man, Tyler Boyd gets the attention of the defense as the number one wide receiver. So that means possibly people rolling coverage over to you. That means possibly better guys shadowing you potentially. So I would just say that don't automatically think, oh, they're going to get more targets and that's it. Yes, that may be true, but they also get a different level of defensive attention, and that also needs to be considered, all right? So don't only think that, yeah, Lance Davis, Joe Mixon looking good right now. Joe Mixon, for me, is a back-end RB1. Um, I like Joe Mixon in the first round, to be quite honest. If I'm in the back of the first round and Joe Mixon is staring there at me, yes, I would take him. I already told you guys, he, for me, is in that second group of four, for me, that is David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, and Joe Mixon, all right? So absolutely. Um, so no, I, um, I would not necessarily automatically think Tyler Boyd will continue his ascension because of no A.J. Green, all right? And I do think that that point does need to be made. All right, um, Danny, we only got like, what, two more minutes left, so I wanted to talk to you again about this, um, this Face app 
thing where we're getting pictures taken and it makes it look old, it makes us look old. Everybody in the chat room on Monday was like, yo, I'm with speeds. They're getting our facial recognition data. I think this is a problem, Danny. Talk me off the ledge. I mean, I'm not going to talk you off the ledge. Oh, you agree <laughs> with me? I'm not on the opposite side of this one. <laughs> All I, right, I fair enough. Hey, do we have enough time for the call? Danny, let's do it. Jacob in Vegas. Let's go. Let's put him in. Uh, first call here of the day. Let's get it in. Jacob, we are up against it. I only got like a minute, but, you know, dilly-dilly, Jacob. What's going on, brother man? All right, man. I'm in a half-point PPR league. Yeah. It's a it's a keeper league. Okay. So I was wondering if you think it's better to keep Woods in the fifth round or Tyree Kill in the first round. Ooh. Um, I like Tyree Kill better than Robert Woods, but the positional value is crazy. Cause, so the way you got to think about it, and ultimately if we get caught off, my answer is Robert Woods in the fifth, okay, Jacob? Because you're going to then get your first-round pick, right? So you got to look at it as, like, comprehensively. Do I get my first-round pick and Robert Woods in the fifth or Tyree Kill and my fifth-round pick? I would lean Robert Woods in the fifth. Thank you, Jacob, for making the call here. By the way, when I come back on Monday, that phone lines, they better be on and popping. I got the Greenwich Street Tavern League draft on Sunday. I'll show you how those teams broke out. We'll do a little dissection of my strategy. The phone lines will be open, and we will look at tiers at the wide receiver position. By the way, it's only 6 nothing Eagles so far, and a full quarter has been played. They are pacing to the under, people, and it's only more and more scrubs from here. I hope you listen to the spitting statistician. I stick around for in-game live with Gabe Morency and the crew, and you'll see me on Monday as we reconvene the Stats Over Beat Cypher. I better holler. I better hear from you guys. Vote on the poll. Holler at your boy, Dilly Dilly. Peace. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We take a look here at some of these games tonight, Thursday night, exciting stuff. And I think, Dan, what we'll do is, and we've told people, listen, you are going to get, we told you earlier in the week, one of the uh, one of the games that we saw the craziest action come in early was on that Dallas Rams game over the weekend on Saturday night in Hawaii. And, you know, we told you, you're looking at a five and a half, six point swing there between the Rams being favorite to minus three to all of a sudden Dallas being favorited by minus three. And we told you our thought process there was people realize Dallas is going to have to figure out who the hell that running back is going to be if Zeke ain't showing up. So there's probably going to be an opportunity there where we know the Rams ain't playing a risk an injury with anybody. So while other teams will see, you'll start to see some of the starters, you ain't seeing any starters once again with the Rams. So uh, it makes sense. And, and don't forget, most of the people, the majority of the people betting are sharps, are professional betters, big money guys. So that means. When the line swings, you know, five, six points, it's not because the public is backing anybody. And I think that tonight we've got two of those situations where we've seen the line move significantly on two games. And the first game that, uh, that we saw it happen on was the Eagles in Jacksonville tonight. All right. And the, uh, the Jags, I believe, are currently uh, minus three, I think, two and a half, three. The over-under is where the most line movement has come. This game opened up at minus uh, 39. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, total opened up at 39, 39 and a half. It's down to it's about 34, 34. What do you got, 35? 
35 at FanDuel right now, yeah. FanDuel, yeah, 34 and a half in some books. So we are starting to see a lot of the totals we told you. Last week, we watched totals range anywhere from 31 to 38. And the overs went 9-7-1 and one last week. This week, we're seeing anything from this game, 34 and a half, 35, to as high as 46 and a half. And the lowest game, this one right here, the Jags versus Philadelphia. Now, what we do know is that uh, Nick Foles, he ain't playing. Like, like he ain't going right. anywhere. And don't forget, Jacksonville got shut out by Baltimore last week. Um, so, yeah, that, that didn't work out all that well. But there is not going to be any Nick Foles. He's not going to be playing. So we are going to have to uh, deal with a lot of the backup situations. No Carson Wentz, no Nick Foles. We're not going to see any of that good stuff. No revenge here. But what we are going to get is probably a whole lot more defense between these two teams and not a lot of offense. So I understand the move. You got a team that got, listen, decimated. Their backup quarterback there in Philadelphia went down. They're trying to figure out who that next guy up is going to be. Jacksonville, not exactly uh, a wealth of offense there. So I understand. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. Los Angeles Lakers' DeMarcus Cousin has officially been diagnosed with a left-torn ACL, according to his agent. Cousin suffered the injury during a Monday workout in Las Vegas. Over to football, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports that holdout Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott currently is weighing in in the low 220s, which would be the lowest weight since his rookie season. Of course, these measurements are coming from Mexico. And ex-Steelers quarterback Landry Jones has become the first player to sign a contract with Vince McMahon's XFL lady. Over to baseball, MLB.com's Brian Hotch reports that the Yankees still expect Giancarlo Stanton to return in September. Stanton continues to make progress in his recovery from a strained PCL. He's begun a throwing program and has also been hitting. 